Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Ernest Harden Jr. Marcus from the Jefferson. And you're listening to TV Confidential. Well, all right. The wonderful world of the Brothers Grimm not only will startle your eyes with its breathtaking vistas and warm your heart with its human drama, but it will transport you to the storybook world. Ed Roberts with a reminder that we'll play part two of our conversation with Stephanie Powers beginning at the top of the hour. Stay tuned. In the meantime, I want to tell you that our friends at Corinth Films recently opened up their vaults with the release of Drive-In Retro Classics. Drive-In Retro Classics, a new home entertainment line that features genre classics from yesteryear. The first release of Drive-In Retro Classics includes three memorable sci-fi B-movies from the 1950s, Rocket Ship XM, The Brain from Planet Eros, and The Hideous Sun Demon. All three thematically handpicked and packaged in a specially priced collection. Drive-In, retro classics, science fiction, triple feature, available now on DVD from Corinth Films. Rocket Ship XM stars Lloyd Bridges, Hugh O'Brien, and Noah Berry Jr., in a thriller about mankind's first exhibition to the moon, with a brain from Planet Eros stars John Agar, Joyce Meadows, and Robert Fuller in a thriller about an alien life form that crash lands in the California desert and takes refuge on Mystery Mountain. Drive-in, retro classics, science fiction, triple feature, available now on DVD from Corinth Films. Corinth Films, a company that has distributed foreign and independent art house cinema to audiences across the U.S. and Canada since 19. 19- 77, and which is dedicated to acquiring and releasing undiscovered international watchworthy content. Drive-In Retro Classics, Drive-In Retro Classics, Science Fiction, Triple Feature, available now on DVD, wherever DVDs are sold from our friends at Corinth Films, Corinth Films, C-O-R-I-N-T-H, CorinthFilms.com. Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD, and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, is a two-time Grammy-nominated and multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. He is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis, of Mousetracks, the story of Walt Disney Records. You can enjoy Greg's animation spin column twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. For more information about Greg, go to Greg. Airbar.com. Greg, what do you have for us tonight? Something that, in my opinion, should have either this year or next year received a special Oscar for restoration of a film achievement that was thought lost forever. A Blu-ray and a major restoration of a George Pal MGM feature called The Wonderful World of the Brothers Grimm. With Barbara Eden and a cast of thousands. Yeah. Barbara Eden in Cinerama. Barbara Eden, who had a lot, who, it's it's easy to forget this, but she had a pretty successful movie career before I Dream a Genie. Yes. And very few people remember that. You know, I, you and I went to the Hollywood Museum tribute to her. I thought it was very, really sweet that she mentioned being in this movie. 
because this movie it was largely forgotten. Yeah. Well, it was very sweet of her to mention that it was even sweeter of Peter Marshall in his inimitable way, who very plainly said she was a movie star, and nobody yeah. remembers that. She was. Yeah, but no, that was that, yeah, that she, was a funny. She's the romantic lead. She's the romantic part of the movie, and it is a very, very lavishly expensive. It's as if if you've never heard of this movie or you haven't seen it. First of all, you haven't seen it until you've seen this Blu-ray, because I hadn't seen it till I saw the Blu-ray, and I went to a theater to see it, but it was the not terrifically made uh, widescreen Eastman color or Metro color uh, print that was made hastily just to get it out into theaters. It was not Technicolor. It was pan and scan or whatever. It, it was not giving TLC. And for the main reason is it, it wasn't the star studded Western that made how the West was one a huge hit. Um, nevertheless, it was one of the uh, highest grossing movies of 62, but it wasn't a mega hit. And Cinerama was, um, like a lot of things, it was going to save Hollywood and it was going to be the next big thing. And it started in 52 um, and became a sensation. And so a lot of eggs were put in that basket. Sounds familiar, happens a lot. And they found out that the expense, you know, at the time was like, should we spend so much money? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, you're right, boss. You're right, boss. Splunge. And they they found out that the extraordinary expense wasn't worth the the return. And um, while How the West Was One did well and had enough stars in it to sustain it, even as a standard widescreen, Brothers Grimm um, had had stars, but not you know, um, Richard Widmark and um, Gregory Peck. And, uh, you know, I mean, th that had star, star, stars. This had stars, but Lawrence Harvey and uh, and Barbara Eden, who we love from television, we know her more, and Jim Backus and that kind of star that, that to people like us, we, we think of them as superstars. But, but back in the day, they were not considered major movie stars. They were not the type of stars that you can market a movie around, that you could put above the title on the marquee of the theater, back when they had marquees, and for that matter, back when you had movie houses, single theater movie houses, as opposed to the multiplexes that we have today. They were not the kind of stars that you can market the, the movie kind of around. They were not the kind of stars that would justify taking a film that didn't make the same amount of money and taking the meticulous, expensive care to strike a print that would do it justice. So it never, never, and to store it properly. So it basically, it was the equivalent of flushing it down the toilet because it had tremendous water damage. And there was, there were many that thought it would never be seen uh, in its original form again. Ever. Even the original soundtrack was never properly released until a few years ago because and I love these this music and I, I grew up listening to what amounts to studio versions because the soundtrack was done with the dialogue, which is wonderful, but the music which was beautifully done was not the soundtrack and there were many many cover versions which were also wonderful but not the soundtrack so even the um it was uh, it was uh film score monthly that finally did a two-disc set 
um, that has the actual soundtrack. And you're talking about an Oscar-nominated uh, score by Lee Harleen, who wrote When You Wish Upon a Star. And yet that score was never preserved until a few years ago. So because, you know, this is like a, many of the critics would say, oh, it's a children's movie. You know, one recent review said it was a dud. It was not a dud. It was just not how the West was won. It was a success. It just wasn't enough of a success. It was not a tentpole movie, to use another modern-day analogy. It was a good movie, uh, but it was not a big movie. Well, as, it, as I think, as it stands, it may stand the test of time in some ways better, because even though it, it was on VHS, and it doesn't, I mean, on VHS, it's still, it's still the inferior print, um, with the three, the two lines in it, you know, that you can really make out, you can, you can barely make them out on the restoration. Sometimes you can, most of the times you can't. And they've shown it on TCM quite a bit. Um, and that's the best you could see. And it's still very entertaining and all that. Um, but now if the Cinerama theaters do come back, it is possible to run it again. But plus you can see it on the Blu-ray and plus you can see eventually I would imagine um, uh, I'm guessing within the year because it, it kind of has a lot of Christmassy stuff in it. I predict TCM will probably show at least the widescreen version uh, of the restored version at Christmas time. But I suggest getting the Blu-ray because there's a lot of good extras on it. But more than anything, because you'll be able to see what they call the Smilebox version. Um, Smilebox is a simulation of Cinerama, which bends the image but it does it in a way that that does it distorts it in the way that the Cinerama screen would if you were looking at it in a theater. And at first it seems weird, but after a while you start realizing that proportion-wise, this is what the camera was capturing because they use an extreme wide-angle lens. So the image is distorted to begin with. And I went back and looked at it with the letter with the letterbox, and it looked nice but it didn't look nearly as spectacular um, because it wasn't shot to be in letterbox. It wasn't shot to be in widescreen. So even something as ordinary looking as the opening shot of them writing at two desks in their, um, in their office, you can see that the sets were built to, to circ to go around you, you know, every, Every single set, and because some of the sets, even uh, when watching it for the first time ever, I thought the sets with Jim Backus as the king, I thought, well, that's just a bunch of gold curtains. That doesn't look particularly impressive to me. Why didn't they do? But when you see it in the smile box and you see how those curtains were arranged and how the, the you know, how all of the things were put together to make them wrap, it was like, well, this is beautifully arranged. And then when you see the gypsy caravan and then the way the dance was set up, this movie was shot for the way, you know, it was projected. And you, you can't, and I've never seen it in Cinerama, and I hope someday too, but you have to see it in the smile box thing. The full, plus it was, it was done in seven channel stereo. And so it's a feast and so you're not, it's like Sleeping Beauty. When I first saw Sleeping Beauty, it was on a relatively small movie screen, you know, because with the multiplexes, the screens got small. I didn't see Sleeping Beauty in proper Technorama until an anniversary screening at the Goldwyn uh, fairly recently. It was like, oh my gosh, 
No wonder. That's what it's supposed to be like. You know, this movie was made to be seen the way it's supposed to be seen. Some movies, it doesn't matter. But there's an awful lot to this. It was a highly emotional uh, impact because, and, and again, you know, we, we talk about what we do uh, quite a bit, Ed. You know, we're both writers and editors. This movie's about writers and editors. You know, that's what these guys did. And it touched me tremendously, and it got me very choked up, especially at the end, um, because what Wilhelm was trying to do all through, and I know it's fictionalized, and I know, but the story is about why do you do what you do? Does it matter? Who cares? And, you know, do we all grapple with that? And he's collecting these stupid stories for little kids from these peasant people and it's getting in the way of you know government officials and historic things and when they finally are recognized they're not recognized for that because that's trivia that's worthless stuff and i spend my life writing about what a lot of people have told me my my whole life is has been worthless stuff you know records that nobody probably wants to listen to tv shows that are like forgot you know why do you like this stuff i've been told many times i mean i could identify strongly and yet i do what i do so there has to be a reason for that so i i deeply identified with it that being the wonderful world of the brothers Grimm, available on blu-ray through our friends at the warner archives stay with us folks we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, and it took, I would say, at least 10 years to get this thing on Blu-ray. You know, um, it took years. There's a 40-minute documentary about just how much work it was, frame by frame, to get this made. And how it just didn't seem like it was ever, ever going to happen. So this is a miracle. And to many, what I find wonderful about it is... It's like a film like Mary Poppins or it's not it's I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I'm not going to promise you you'll love it like Mary Poppins because you didn't necessarily have the history with it or 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 Wizard of Oz or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm, I can't promise people who have grown up with those films that you'll feel the same way, but it's like a movie like that just fell out of the sky. Got about a minute left. You mentioned Smilebox a couple of times and you may have explained this already but the benefit of of people who are not who who may not remember the term or in my case have no idea what you're talking about what is smilebox well you get two discs with this blu-ray set 
and both of the both of the versions are crystal clear and gorgeous and sound perfectly wonderful. You get a regular um, wide, wide, wide screen letterbox of the restored film, so it looks like a normal widescreen film. Mm-hmm. You also get what they call smile box, which has and it's called a smile box because it looks like a little happy smile on the top. And it's because it's a curved screen that looks like, you know, that that resembles a Cinerama screen. I see. Okay. All right. But it's not distorted to the point where it's bizarre. However, give it a few minutes because the credits look very odd that way. So that'll throw you. So the smile box essentially is as close to experiencing the Cinerama experience if you're sitting in a movie watching this in Cinerama. Yes, and the purpose is it isn't just bending this bending the picture to make it look curvy weirdy. It's to simulate the proportion of what they art directed and shot and lit so that you see it in the perspective that they meant to shoot it in with the wide angle lens. And you can't, you, when you see it, you'll know what I mean, because sometimes you'll see almost a flat horizon or you'll see things that are built so that curved screen looks the way it's supposed to look, you know, and, 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 why, and how things were constructed and all. I mean, there are magnificent scenes of, of gorgeousness in this so because they used this for travelogues mostly so this has a lot of that in it and they did an awful lot there are very few process shots out it's very it's amazing russ tamblin is in one of the segments he's in two segments he plays tom thumb again at the end but he's also in the dancing princess and he did he did these incredible stunts himself so there's a scene on the coach that's pretty incredible even in your home watching it it's pretty incredible if you watch it with the smile box also if you've seen chitty chitty bang bang the um let me see if i can pronounce it right uh it's neuschwanstein neuschwanstein castle in uh, in bavaria it was shot in this this town in bavaria where chitty chitty bang bang was shot it's the same castle it's the castle that inspired sleeping beauty castle at disneyland um that was shot in cinerama too and they used a whole lot more of the location of that castle to to walk around on and do the scenes on um and also there's a opening scene with an army napoleon's army that was cut that's also been restored. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Please see it. The Wonderful World of the Brothers Grimm, available now on Blu-ray through our friends at the Warner Archive. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, cartoonresearch.com. Greg, we'll see you again soon. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll bring you this week in TV history right after this. One more item. If you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button.
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.